and he hurt his back. Mm-hmm. But there was somebody had to ride a bike back. So uh, that left me, who was yeah. in the truck. So they asked me, I said, well, last time I rode a bike was maybe 2011. Yeah. He said, oh, hai. come on, yeah. get on board. And uh, so I got on board. It took me uh, 100 meters, maybe. Yeah. And I was back and flying. Mm. Mm. And uh, then I remembered why I hated Harley so much. Okay, why is that? Oh, they're tractors. They're so agricultural and badly finished <laughs> and loud and you know, everything shimmies and everything okay. shakes. And I don't know why people actually like Harleys. Okay. So I'm actually a more of a Japanese bike person than uh, English. Mm. Definitely not English. Biker Radio Podcast advises safety at all times, discourages underage riding, but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling. And how... This is Tango Charlie, Queen T515, coming in 68 on the Biker Radio Broadcast, a podcast on motorcycling from in and around India, celebrating its heroic riders, legendary mechanics, and iconic builders through stories told by members of the community, one legend at a time. Yeah, I'm Shandy, and we have photographer Mihir Mishra, who spent a decade in motorsports, a hobby that he has been extremely passionate about, traveling across India and abroad, capturing images, telling stories beyond just the machines. If you just landed on this episode, I suggest you pause cars and check out episode 67 before coming back to this. Now, this Dehradun boy grew up in Gujarat, trained in architecture from SPA Delhi before jumping head over wheels into motorsport photography. He shot for himself, he shot at will, and that's pretty much true for his opinions as well. Never an advocate for mincing words, Mihir Mishra likes his bikes on the road and his cars off it. Shoots from the hip and hey, it's just tell a thousand words, no? We've got a good show going with Kokwa Rao on my way from Nagar, the Dawn Patrol on MX featuring the cruising legends, Candida Lewis, Osef Chako, Veer Nakai and Harshman Rai, a special soundboard dedicated to the second wave of the pandemic. This is baritone heaven, broken pleasantly by the nightingale sparkle of Candida Lewis. We've got a long way ahead of us. So please welcome back Shutterbug, Foodie, Motorhead, Tobacco Tone and the single mall troubadour taking us through the frames as he journeyed his way through motorsport photography. This is Mihir Mishra on the long way home. So after uh, I started, a lot of doors opened for me mm. because they, everybody wanted pictures. Mm. 
pictures sold events yeah pictures sold people yeah pictures uh, got sponsors yes sponsors wanted pictures yes. so it was a and shooting digital meant that you sort of pretty much got it instantly yeah so uh, yeah so then i started uh, so i did the mahindra thing they took my pictures next time around they paid me okay uh the motorsports organizers don't have too much money but right. uh, whatever Sponsor. little helps mm. camera equipment is very expensive and uh, yeah. events are very very tough on camera equipment mm. servicing a camera body and lenses costs an arm and a leg so most of the time the fees that i got would go into getting the camera fixed correct so but yeah at least it was i wasn't out of pocket and i was traveling to various places and meeting new people learning the craft a little better and i and that's how i did the first desert storm in 2014 was it okay okay and uh-huh. i was completely new to it i didn't understand uh, the sport uh, how it worked in terms of how the timing worked what the marshals did okay so uh, yeah so i and another colleague of mine uh, we sort of vol- went as volunteers so i became a pain in the ass for various officials asking okay. them questions oh yeah about agar ye nahi hoga to kaise fir kya karenge or what is it the intent and whatever and how would i know if the car is coming and said you'll hear it on the radio man you'll hear <laughs> these cars 5 kilometers away don't worry <laughs> so all we had to do was literally make sure that you reported on the radio which car went past you right and they had these hops radio hops so they right. could track each vehicle right make sure that nobody got lost and so you you took over the car from the previous hop and you handed over to the next hop right it was quite basic and the first exposure was in the middle of the night which meant hello no photography <laughs> why with the first leg was a night leg ah okay freezing in the desert <laughs> but i was still out there trying to take some pictures but nothing <laughs> happened <laughs> The next morning the leg ran in the opposite direction mm. at dawn. Mm. So yeah, woke up at 4 o'clock uh, and suddenly realized that we were parked next to this well. Uh. And in the night if we had sort of <coughs> walked out of the car it was into the well and nobody would have come looking for a radio hop, right? <laughs> so yeah, so that was the first one. Then we went through three days uh, of the desert, uh, the, the desert storm. Yeah. it changed paradigm thinking in terms of travel because uh, they would say acha yahan se 100 km pe ye hai uske baad tumhara next stop kaun sa team hai tumhara oh just drive another 200 km that way oh my god so 200 km became no big deal after a while okay now so just go down to kilometers yeah jodhpur or jaisalmer whatever there's a little village there you'll find the others so and then you realize that you had got into this coterie huh. of die hard motorsports fans who sort of congregated from the nation over yes for this 3 or 4 day event yes where it was about the excitement that they had together but it was more about the evenings that they spent together right and the cuss words and the booze wow. and whatever so we, i was still an outsider it took me right i think a couple of bottles to sort of break into <laughs> <laughs> into that but yeah. yeah so some some of those friendships are still going strong after uh-huh. all these years people like so raj kapoor was the uh, who was the head of northern motorsports okay. who were the organizers for uh, the desert storm yeah and 
Jayesh Desai. Mm. So they were the two organizers. Then Samir Suneja mm. and a whole bunch of other guys from Chandigarh, guys mm. from Uttarakhand, guys from Rajasthan, oh, a lot of them. So that was Desert Storm. Standing up for the weaker man, looking out for what's right. Righteousness, I'd say yes. Righteousness would be Rajputra. I am Vijay Singh and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Hi, this is Meher Mishra, and this is The Long Way Home. Listen, connect, right on. Thank you. You can pay him on the way out. Then I quit my job at the end of 2015 because of um, other issues. Okay. And then I did one year mm. of just photography. Oh, Wow. So I thought I would try and make a living out of passion. Okay. And you know, like uh, everybody says, you know, live your dream. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Oh, it's bullshit? Uh, yeah. For me, it wasn't okay. so great because while I was getting paid, mm. like I said, uh, just making sure your equipment was up to scratch. Yeah, of course. Takes all that money. Yeah. But I got to travel. That covered a lot of events. I did my first trade the Himalaya. Okay. In 2015, October. Right. Took me all over. And that's where I met Trigun for the first time. Okay. Because Trigun used to work with Vijay Parmar. Yes. And Trigun was uh, this crazy guy. So yeah. I say, they see a great top types. Yeah. Till I heard him cussing out a mechanic. I said, mm. oh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and Trigun is very sort of, you know, Get out there, yeah. get involved with everything. Absolutely. Seriously friendly guy. So yeah, he and I sort of hit off uh, then. And then next year, I did uh, one entire championship circuit with uh, Vijay Parmar in Nibalian Motorsport, which was okay. the TSD championship. Uh-huh. So and, so all this was so-called... So rallying is divided into classes. So there right. is uh, extreme, which means modified vehicles. Right. And there is TSD, which is time, speed, distance, which is yeah, basically yeah. by the clock. And yes. Sort of, you know... Yeah. Looked down by yeah, yeah. The, the other. They also have models. Alpine. That's for the scooters and yeah, then there's the bike class. So yeah, yeah I'm talking about the four-wheeler ones. Mm. So there was suddenly TSD. Mm. Well, okay, we'll do the TSD. We're not really looking forward to any action shots. Mm. We all went in there thinking mm. there'd be no action shot. But then Vijay Parmar threw a twist in it. Okay. So after a full day of regular TSD, there would be this test in the oh. evening. Okay. And the test would be sort of throwing in an obstacle course, reversing, doing something, and it was quickest time. Okay. So that threw a spanner in everybody's works, and mm. that made for some great shots. <laughs> so eventually I would not shoot the rest of the day. Oh, wow. And shoot only. Yeah. But uh, what I learned from uh, doing these events is that there is one part to shooting the performance, which mm. is the vehicle. But there is a whole narrative around the event. Correct. Personalities, the way people dress. Yes. The way people speak. Yes. The branding. Yeah. The media girls. Yeah. So I started taking a lot of pictures of those. Right. And putting that feed onto my Facebook page. Wonderful. 
And for me, it was sort of documenting it. Yes. What I did. You were telling a story, right? It wasn't intentional. For me, it was just documenting day one through to day five. What it turned out to be, and which is what a lot of my uh, so-called followers and mm. friends told me that for them it was like they were part of the rally. Yes, absolutely. To because them, immersive, it, you know. Yeah. So to them, it became a story. Yeah. And I never realized that uh, that was what I was doing. And oh, once wow. I you realized that... You didn't I, realize that? Yeah. For starters, I didn't. Then I went on to sort of concentrating more and more on doing that and doing little stories and you know, somebody crashing and crying and you know, somebody's yeah. bright green shoes, yeah. or how cars look and you know, the logo shining through the mud. Mm. So it became, for me, uh, an extension of other genres of photography. Mm which is like people or objects or mm. shadow and light, nature. So for me, then it became a more immersive wow. experience where it was no longer about motorsports photography. It was all about exploring photography. Fantastic. And to sort of uh, the other thing people sort of also started laughing to was I would make jokes about yeah. stuff. And, yes. uh, and unlike a lot of other photographers, who would just take the picture and leave mm. it, I will tell a story around it. Mm. Or create a caption that would make people laugh. Mm -hmm. And it became, I mean, I was just doing it to yank people's leg, but it became right. very popular. Right. So more and more people would start contacting me and saying, you know, yeah. they haven't it, laughed so that hard. That makes sense. So that then carried on into the TSD bit again, and we did. And, and then it, it threw in... Uh, nature photography as well, or landscapes, right, right. because you know you were shooting in, let's say, the Nilgiris, yeah. or you're shooting at Corbett or yeah. up high in Uttarakhand. Yeah. So it gave you more subjects. Yes. So for me, it was sort of uh, beneficial in sort of extending the gamut of my exploration of photography, mm. which was great because mm. you know it was no longer just shooting a car and the car wasn't moving very well anyway so that mm -hmm. wasn't a challenge but to take the picture of that car in the sort of environment that it is in mm. became more important because mm. otherwise a car in the dirt is the same in Arunachal is the same in Srinagar mm. but to show the difference in the landscape mm. or the difference in the people or the local thing is then it sort of geolocates that event Brilliant. to that location yes so uh, over time, I started subconsciously or consciously working at that and mm. making sure that each chapter of the story was colored by the location yeah, or by other stories. The most ignored guys are the service guys. <laughs> uh, they have been working 20 hours, 22 hours yeah. a day and you know, they don't even get to the podium. They're not invited to the ball. They're not. They're but that's where the story is. And that's where, you know, the Salims and the Akbar yes. Bhais and, you know, Rajus and... Yes. So I would sit with them and, you know, oh, wow. a BD of them and ask yeah. them their stories, take pictures of them with the oh, winning man. car. And and they also became friends with me on Facebook. Everybody is on Facebook. Wow. So I would tag them. So, you know, they would feel happy because nobody's taking their pictures. Yes, absolutely. They, maybe they're not even getting paid too well. Right. Or, you know, whoever their workshop owner is making, but they're just doing their job. That's where the heart is. Yeah, and these are the true so-called building blocks of yes. that unit. Yeah. But so there are lots of little stories that you sort of gather. I mean, don't document, but it's mm. part of the larger narrative. Mm -hmm.
Hi, I'm uh, Vijay Parmar and you're listening to the Biker Radio broadcast. Hi, this is Meher Mishra and this is the long way home. Listen, connect, right on. Then I get a call from Ashish Gupta of Kuga Motorsports. Okay. And they were doing the first ever uh, rainforest challenge event in India. Okay. In Goa. Okay. So he said, why don't you come and cover it for us? Mm. So there we went, middle of the monsoon, the first ever RFC. I said, it's not difficult. Okay. Mm. We had done what we thought was very extreme off-roading here in Gurgaon and mm. uh, reached there. They said, well, you have to go up this hill and then turn around there and go to that corner and then come back. I said, this hill? <laughs> <laughs> and it was an eye-opener for everybody who thought they were an off-roader. The first RFC was a complete eye-opener. Mm. And there were these Malaysian teams mm. with their fancy winches and they knew exactly. It was a speed right. thing. Right. So they wouldn't even waste time on an obstacle. Right. They would just hook up the winch and drag themselves up because yeah. it was about timing. Yeah. So now uh, off-roading championships, the way they work in terms of race mm. versus classical off-roading mm. are diverse. Obviously. So classical off-roading is about no doing it slowly. Mm. Take your time. Mm. Be careful. Mm. Don't abuse your vehicle. Mm. This was all about doing it in fastest time. Mm. So it opened up a new paradigm. Mm both in terms of uh, looking at the sport mm. and again in terms of the photography. Right. Who's doing what? No, you had to recalibrate your com- camera settings to fast shutter speeds from yeah. you know, shooting at 100, 150, 150 because yeah. in classical off-roading, the car is barely moving, is crawling. Right. Yeah, they were like zipping all over the place. So, mm. And then you're standing in the middle of this forest. Mm. It's raining. <laughs> You have to co- carry all your gear with you. Yeah. And you, an umbrella. And a raincoat. Okay. A You're raincoat. also working You're as... You're brave. Yeah. yeah you, well, the raincoat got in the way, so it yeah. got dumped. So you had to look after your equipment. At the end of the day, you went to sleep in a tent. Yeah. Oh, my God. No fancy hotel room. Yeah. And for everybody else, it was okay. I had to come back, clean my camera gear, oh my charge God. my batteries. And then get back. Download all the things and then be ready for the next day. Right. So you barely slept. That's the downside of being a motorsports photographer doing events. Mm. Fortunately for me, I'd carried an inverter so I could, and bought spare batteries and all of that. So that was another five kilos worth of equipment. Yeah. So that happened. Great, great experience. Uh, Many more new friends. Right. In the off-roading community, a lot of them from Goa, a lot of them from down south. Mm. Jeepers, as they call them. Okay. They're all called Jeepers. Okay. And there was uh, people, there was this one guy from, all the way from Australia, who was the mm. course designer. Okay. Um, his name was uh, David uh, Metcalf. We used mm. to call him Mean Mr. Metcalf because he used, had this perverse pleasure in making <laughs> obstacles very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Very difficult. And, but at the end of it, you know, you sat down, you had yeah. a beer with him and said, let's make it worse next year. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I never went back uh, to the RFC. Work pressure changed that, but mm. the first one was always the first one. Yes. Hi, this is me, Veer. I'm Candida Lewis. Hi, this is Harshman Rai. And this is Ausip Chako. On the bike radio broadcast. Listen. Connect. Right on. So Veer Nakai, complete this sentence. Four people rode into Arunachal Pradesh and. And were gobsmacked by and were gobsmacked by the beauty, the food, the people, the mountains, the roads, the trails, and just about everything Arunachal had to provide. Did I say the apong? The black apong. Oh hell yeah, the black apong, and some of the foods that that we got to eat with the tribes. Oh uh, oh my god, amazing. But the black apong. If you know, you know. Oh hell yeah! Or an even better one is four people rode into Arunachal and had to get RT-PCR tests or RT-PC tests or COVID tests. Four people rode into Arunachal and had to stop at the border and get tests. The fifth time. Before the ride, and the riding posse consisted of House of the amazing Jaco, Harsh Daman Rai, the one and only Canada Lewis, and I, Virnagai. And what on earth were the four of you doing in the middle of January in Arunachal Pradesh? To start with, it was November. Um, avoiding your messages and your calls, so I wouldn't give any of the amazing things that we were doing away. But. In a nutshell, we were riding motorcycles and finding some adventure. So, what is the show called, and what do we hope to see on the show? It's called Cruising Legends, Dawn Patrol. I'm not going to give much away, but it's got to do with the four of us. It's got to do with motorcycling. It's got to do with our perspectives on motorcycling. It's got to do. With Arunachal Pradesh, it's got to do with everything that all of us love, and keeps us on two wheels. So it's going to do quite a bit, and it's going to drop April 16th, and it's going to be a full drop, as in all episodes at one go. So I really hope uh, people enjoy it. Okay, so you've got 15 seconds to answer this question. You can time it yourself. Okay, so what are the states in India which end in the word Pradesh? In my book. Himachal Pradesh, Arunachal Pradesh. Are there any else, else we need to know? Are na na, abhi to pauri shuru hui hai. I mean, fine, Uttar Pradesh, but Uttar Pradesh was far more interesting when it was Uttarakhand and Uttar Pradesh. And like Andhra Pradesh, I'm not riding in Andhra Pradesh, not like in this weather. So, to me, I'm going to go back to Himachal Pradesh. And Arunachal Pradesh. Well, listen, connect, ride on. Well, listen, connect, ride on, and watch the damn show on the 16th of April. I'll go back and do some research on Apong. And once you've done research on Apong, you do research on Black Apong. Mm, 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 mm. So good. Veer Nakai there of the Dawn Patrol Quartet. 
Season's greetings to you. We celebrated Goody Powder, we celebrated Ugadi, Vishu, Puttand, Vatkal, Besakhi, Poyla Boishak and made up for not having tasted the black apom yet, I hope. Which I wonder if it's covered on Veer's episode of the Cruising Legend show which is now out on MX. What titty, what titty, what titty. I tried the MX player a couple of months back and uh, they had a certain genre of content that's best described as black and white shades of grey. <laughs> so here's a bit of a, a, a quick off-road book tip to navigate through the pubescent swamp. Look for MX Originals on the MX Player and you'll find Cruising Legends, Dawn Patrol, produced by the team at Vibe. This is indeed a big day for motorcycling in India on the OTT platforms. Fantastic visuals and a busy edit table there. Okay, so here's the thing. Play episode 5 first, okay? It's the prologue to the motorcycling series that they have got there. Four of them, each dedicated to one rider. I love the format, love the riders. Candida Lewis, Harshman Rai, Veer Nakai, Osaf Chako, cruising legends, take a bow. Back on the long way home on episode 68 on the second part of the interview with our special guest photographer Mihir Mishra who up until now has been telling us about his experience of taking photos in the motorsporting world. An early adapter of the digital medium, I think he's seen everything from the megapixel to the selfies. You're on the long way home with Mihir Mishra, I'm Shandy and I had a question for him about people wanting to get their photos taken. The Kitchamiri photo. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Hi, this is Mihir Mishra, and this is The Long Way Home. Listen, connect, right on. That must have also got you popular in the sense that a lot of people saying, um, you know, freebies, made a photo, play low. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's actually another story. I mean, uh, the funny part was that uh, Desert Storm of 2015, I mm. think. So, uh, Northern Motorsports made a rule change in the sense that they, as part of scrutiny, they wanted a picture of each vehicle front on and three quarters on mm -hmm. for their ID card. Okay. So, I was there taking pictures of scrutiny and personalities and what have you. And some young little kid walks up to me and says, You, I have two photos of my car. I have to jump in. So, one of the officials standing there you know, took that guy aside and says, Do you know who you're talking to? Hmm. photographer, I was livid. Hmm. I said, Okay, this, if this is what photography is all about, you know, I'm treated like one studio photographer. And the guy snapped his fingers at me. And here hmm. I'm doing this True. very conscious, very serious narrative. Yeah. 
and then I, later i sort of laughed it is why am i taking myself so seriously wow that's amazing it's not the guy's fault how old uh, were you when you when this is happening when i started doing photography when i was um, well seriously from 20, 2010 onwards so yeah 48 okay um, that 40, that explains 648 so yeah so i would you know take it with a pinch of salt and say mm. young blood i mean been there done uh, that yeah. it's okay it's not his fault i mean he, this wasn't part of his plan wow but at the same time there were others who would uh, like there's a story from raid the himalaya but i had done and there was this we were in rongdom whatever way up freezing we were mm. all supposed to live in tents and we <laughs> just finished uh, dinner and this guy comes up to me and says sir i want to talk to you mm. i'll be back in 5 minutes mm. so i waited around this freaking minus 10 20 godners so i waited 15 minutes and uh, the guy never showed up mm. i went Looking back to the vehicle that we were in because I decided to sleep in there because I was also charging my batteries, downloading, yeah. blah, blah. It's, it's a one and a half, two hour exercise. So mm. I went disappeared. Next morning we did, we, you have to leave very oh, yeah. early, oh, very yes. early. And uh, so anyway, the same story happened the next day when we came back and this guy said, oh, so really sorry about yesterday, but I was to get, make sure my car was serviced. Mm. I'll be back in five minutes. Mm. kept waiting i'm getting really pissed off by now because i had to do things but it was not nice to somebody wants to talk to you that you walk away mm. i forgot about it the guy never came back mm. we finished uh, the rally came back to shrinagar mm. and it was parked for me and everybody was parked and mm. the event was finally over this guy walks up to me and says i'm really really very sorry I just wanted to tell you I'm such a big fan of your work mm. and it's like you know I'm there with you every time you're at and it's like you know looking at the rally through your uh, yes. eyes yes and thank you very much wow so that sort of melted everything and I said wow. oh, oh this wow. is what a fan is all about yeah and maybe I'm not doing too bad a job so sure. yeah hi this is Ashish Rawani and you're listening to the biker radio broadcast Hi, this is Meher Mishra, and this is The Long Way Home. Listen, connect, right on. But 2015, I want to take you back there. Yeah. Ashish Raurani. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, scrutiny. Two tiger 800cc bikes. all dolled up and amongst all these the, the little wasps you know the 100cc 125 150s and there is two big bikes so we're talking great the himalaya great the himalaya shimla this big uh, hilltop thing where scrutiny was and mm. uh, and everybody was sort of looking at those bikes and saying ye nahi hone wala iska nahi chalega so i said yeah no, because everybody knows that you topple yeah that's a big heavy bike to sort of uh, pick up right and i saw ashish she's like you know 5758 yeah. tiny very very fit but yeah. it's a big bike yeah so i took a couple of pictures of that bike and then uh, i saw day one they won the first tiger went out uh huh and there was only ashish mm. he was there on day 2 mm. and he was getting better he okay. was more comfortable and you could see that uh, he was riding for 
finishing mm. rather than for winning and which is very wise in your first raid mm. because you need to get to know that terrain and it changes every day right so yeah i had pictures of him and then after and they, he knew he wanted to do that so that was smart was that's smart. smart you know so and then yeah he, he finished yeah and there were many others who didn't and there were people on bikes and there were all other stories and then uh, so um, i didn't know who he was so mm. uh, then i read the thing on the bike mm. and i trolled facebook mm. and i saw him i uh, sort of sent him a friend request mm. and uh, and then i tagged him mm. so a few uh, sort of uh, weeks later so he sends me a text saying that you know can you send me a high res image i would like to sort of use it mm. for sponsorship i said be my guest use the one on facebook mm. saying no no that's not very high resolution mm. i said send me your email id mm. so he said let me know how much i need to pay you i said uh, you know you're not into motorsports in this country are you yeah. nobody pays here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he said no no i'm a shippy and he told me this whole story and yeah I said, "No, be my guest." And I yeah. was paid for somebody by yeah. the organizer, so be my guest. And so I took a few images, I sent it to him, and uh, he was the first guy who ever offered to pay me. Amazing. Was only competitor. The rest of them have uh, actually come back and used images that I have shot mm. on commercial sites. Okay. And when I have pointed out, saying that, "Listen, dude, you mm. can't do this. Mm. The copyright is mine." Yeah. So how can the copyright be yours? I'm in the image. Mm. I said no. That's not how the copyright works. <laughs> the guy who takes the image mm. owns the copyright, mm. and this went into a huge argument. Okay. With uh, one website who had been supplied images by one competitor, mm. and I told the website owner, "You can't do this." Mm. So he decided to sort of take it down mm. so that he didn't have to pay. Mm. and uh, my elder son by this time was in law school okay so i asked him so to check on the copyright law and he said yeah you're absolutely right you're right so uh, he said take uh, what do you call them screen grabs mm. of screen shots yeah. screen shots of everything mm. so i had and i was driving down and i was having this argument fortunately i had a driver at that point of time mm. so i was getting this intense argument and then the guy called me i said you can't do this mm. He said no, but uh, the competitor told me that uh, they belong to. Yeah. Them. So I said the competitor doesn't own it. Yeah. And that went into an even larger argument across Facebook about copyright law. <laughs> most people don't know. Yes. And most people think that it's a picture of them. Right. They own it. Right. No, they don't. I mean, that is not so. It's not so, especially if you shot it in. Public, a public space public domain yeah. and they're all shot in public domain as right. so you can't use it yeah so some of them have gone and taken it off mm. some have have gone and acknowledged an offer to pay me all right there have been magazines who have uh, bought images of me for use okay sports illustrate sports illustrate yeah known for swimwear not for motorsport but one of my images got there okay wasn't worth too much money but yeah mm So yeah, it was fun. Hi, this is Aniket Vardhan of the Musket V Twin, and you are listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. So after Red Himalaya, and that's where I met Tegun, and I met 
Summer Sodi and <laughs> all of them. So one day I get a call from Summer saying, I got some work. Mm. Uh, I want to discuss something with you. Mm. So I said, sure. So we met close by and he's, he was just starting Eagle Riders. Eagle Riders. So he wanted images and uh, he was willing to pay for them. Yeah. So we came to an agreement and yeah. uh, so I would shoot images of them which they would could then use for websites for whatever. So early yeah. morning rides here. Mm. They did a ride all the way down to Madhya Pradesh mm. because they were doing these trips. Right. And these dummy trips with you know, four Harleys, five Harleys and I yes. would be in a truck. Yeah. And that's when Trigun became a Closer friend. A really close friend. Right. Because the guy is an encyclopedia of knowledge. Yes, he is. Which others are not. And yeah. he's really yeah. level-headed and completely grounded. And so, yeah. coming to that question about who I would ride with. Well, you're going to ask that yourself and answer it yourself. <laughs> no, so I'm going to do it now. Do it, do it, are, do it, do it. So, Trigun would be that guy. Right. I'll, I'll ask the customary question. You ask the customary <laughs> question, you patch it into your dialogue. <laughs> and you know why? Yeah. Because riding with them or driving with them, you never get bored. Yeah, true. Hey, I'll not, not even ask that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, you know, as you're riding, you know, he'll suddenly get up and he'll point somewhere. Mm. Oh, yeah. And you catch up with him later and say, what were you pointing to? Yeah. Hey, you didn't see that punchy? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll point to the ground somewhere and saying. <laughs> That's exactly him. <laughs> and it's amazing. And I've, I took him once with me. We went to Ranthambore, my family and I. And we took Trigun along because uh-huh. Trigun understands the Trigun jungle. Trigun is, yeah, yeah. And he never let us be bored for a second. Mm. I mean, he said, Yaar, wo share where bhool jau. Mm. Wo te mm. Or look at that rock or look at that grass. And, mm. you know, you came back, yeah. not even seeing a pug mark, but yeah. you, that, day, that was a day well spent. Yes. And it's the same thing riding with him because he will talk about off-roading bikes. He can take a bike apart, put it yeah. together. He'll talk about, you know, road racing bikes. He's a From Flory Road. Yeah. 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 And Flory again, he's amazing. So he will never let you get bored at he can ride for hours. Yes. Or drive for hours without getting tired. With a broken leg also. Well, all of that. <laughs> I, I, all you need to get, make sure that he's got charm cigarettes with him. I don't know whether you, I haven't met him for a while, but you know, yeah. I used to make sure that when I went to Hyderabad, Hyderabad still sells charm cigarettes. Seriously. And I would pick up a couple of cartons for him. Wow. And get screamed at by everybody else for giving me cigarettes. But yeah. Yeah, but what the hell? You know. <laughs> This is Trigun Veer Singh Pathania and you are on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Hi, this is me, Vishra. And this is The Long Way Home. Listen, connect, right on. I got sort of tired of motorsports because it was uh, too boring. Okay. Because it was the same old stuff. Uh. Nothing new. Mm. I shot... Uh, there was an INRC event in Gurgaon. Mm. 
so i shot that mm. uh, that was fun finally saw some faster moving cars mm. but it the day the, the event is really short the nrc events are over in like a day and a half mm. so i shot gurgaon then i went to coimbatore on my own steam mm. and i shot coimbatore mm. uh, then i shot jaipur mm. uh, two years later so yeah those suddenly the polos were out and the 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 mahindras were there with their mm. xuvs and mm-hmm. but the last one i shot was uh, jodhpur which was an event that actually didn't happen because there was that accident yeah in warsaw yeah that yes. was pretty much the last one okay but i sort of moved more i also realized that i can't handle motorsports events anymore because okay. they're very very taxing on the body yeah you have to lug around you know what 10 kilos worth of equipment correct on your shoulders you get completely dehydrated yeah when i'm 58 years now the back can't take it to standing right. around anymore so and basically it wasn't exciting anymore mm. I mean, we need another level of cars now mm. and these are no not not happening mm. so i moved uh, to wildlife okay and uh, and this was again so tigers is another tiger is another animal that i've been following for the longest time since my childhood okay and uh, went to cobet i don't know maybe 20 times never saw anything except fornicating monkeys okay and uh, <laughs> while i was shooting ds17 my wife went and attended a music festival at ranthambore mm. and uh, for me for some strange reason my mind's geographical counter wasn't working and i i sort of figured Ranthambore is somewhere else. Okay. And then one fine day, we were just generally talking and he said, but why don't we go to Ranthambore? Mm. I said, no, I'm not going to get onto a train and get off a train. I mean, I hate mm. it. He said, but yeah, those guys drive down. Yeah. I said, drive down? How far is it? <laughs> yeah, six, seven, eight yeah. hours. I said, let's go to the morning. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, called up Trigun. I said, let's go. So, yeah, let's go. So, we went. We drove up to... Um, Ranthambore. Yeah. We lost our way. Mm. Reached Jaipur instead. We oh. had to take a left early. Yes, so. yes, yes. So, but Trigun and I were talking about something. So, uh-huh. he was supposed to be navigating. So, Alwar se udhar jana tha. Wo chale gaye udhar. Pura Jaipur ja ke, phir yeah. wahan se left uh-huh. mara. So, but we were, we were on yeah. a holiday. So, so yeah. Just an extra then, tri- triangle. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that far, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. And the beer was chilled <laughs> in the cooler. So, who, it was hot. So it was good fun. So yeah, so and then Ranthambore I saw tigers. Mm. So I was hooked, completely hooked. Yeah. And after that I've been there every six months. Oh. So now uh, you probably know Dicky. Yeah, stayed with him this okay. time. All right. Yeah, we just went uh, uh, earlier uh, this month. Okay. We stayed at the new place. Yeah. Okay. So great photographer. Uh, mm. I look up to his work and uh, yeah, so Ranthambore became the, the new heart and uh, i would i would like to believe that i can now identify some of the cats by their stripes <laughs> I, mean, i know i'm fooling myself but uh, but some of them so I've that's your new muse it's uh, something that i'm trying to catch up on right so fair enough um, yeah so it's some just, people catch up on that, music they that miss. bucket was relatively empty compared to the other bucket so yeah so the wildlife drive was empty <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, now it's sort of yeah, getting halfway there. Okay. 
And so during uh, the lockdown, I sat and edited it down mm. because uh, I got into the strange habit uh, of not deleting anything. Right. We all do that. Uh, and thank God, mm. because uh, unlike uh, like what I was saying earlier, when you first get your camera, you think you know it all. Yeah. You later realize that <laughs> where you screwed up. So I could go back, learning a new editing technique, go back and recover an image. Okay. Or find a detail in an image which I had missed earlier. Okay. So I have one image of Rat Singh Rathod, okay. uh, the Jaipur rally racer. Yeah. From DS-14, he was riding a Polaris. Mm-hmm. And this is that morning next to the mm-hmm. well. Mm. So there is a picture of him that I had taken. It was not till 2017 that I was going back and look that I saw one image where the road book is flying out of the car. Okay. It's actually flying out of the car. Huh. So I went back and I asked uh, the navigator who was um, Dabri. And I said, uh, I have this image. What happened? He said, Yaar, wo Raj bhai ko kuch bhi bolo, bhi so I brought that image and showed it back to him. And so there was a story yeah. there. Yeah. Wow. Hi, this is Taruna Singh, and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. My way. Hi, this is Kokorao reporting for Biker Radio Broadcast. Uh, well, it's been some time since I have not gone on a trip on my bike, so was getting like you say itchy boots. So all of a sudden, the Saturday I decided to take off to Manali, and Saturday was all packed. And Sunday I hit the highway by 6.30. The ride was okay. Came across all the farmers at Singu border. In fact, even interacted with some of them. And once I hit the hills and the windies, uh, then it was something else. The KTM was right on song. It was beautiful. I had a great ride except for I wasted about an hour behind a VIP car in the hills. Otherwise, would have reached Manali in about 10 and a half hours. Once while here in Manali, I went on various different trail rides and had a really great time because the roads and the rides are great and riding in the hills is something else. When I talk about this uh, 30 minute short trail which I was to mention, I mean there's no particular trail which is like really totally off-road but the roads are pretty broken up and it is semi-off-road. You go from old Manali, you take a left turn and you go towards Solang. Till you hit the main highway, you're on this kind of a trail which is a kacha road all the way for about 30 minutes. And so one really gets to practice his saddling skills, which is, you know, standing up and riding for most of the way. And it has its own thrills because the roads are really twisty and you come across some real good potholes, water, slush, sand, and it's great fun. I mean, it is some experience which I would love to do it again and again and again and just keep getting getting better at it. And what's another nice part about it is that uh, you're riding through all these apple orchards. So even the scenery is beautiful and you can see the snow-clad mountains 
all around is really great fun also rode up to nagar and at manali of course enjoying the chill and bindas vibe which manali has every day is a tank up session and the choices of food i mean one has here as enormous so there's great food also you have this feeling that you just don't want to get back in fact i'm wondering whether to stay a day longer but then i have to be back on sunday because i have a training program there on a bike again otherwise uh, i would have stayed here much longer so i i guess i'll come back again in may june or something like that that's it for me kokorao in manali this is my way my way muchos gracias koka Wing Commander retired Rahul Kokorao there on my way which is a road report from one of you who's on a road trip just send in bits and pieces of your experience on WhatsApp audio to 8920276675 and we'll stitch it all up on the show Now Kokorao's back in Delhi taken off his itchy boots and like all of us locked down this weekend We're well, back on the long way home we have Meher Mishra talking on what he did during the lockdown in 2020 Hi this is Meher Mishra 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 and this is the long way home home listen 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 connect 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 right on right on So anyway so during the lockdown I went and sat and I started clearing up I mean right. you need to get clear images which are completely out of focus yes or, yes you know, which have somebody standing so I got yeah. rid of that first sort then I went back and edited more wow and then I moved all of that to my map that was a long lockdown wasn't it yeah so I it was well spent mm. so I moved all of the final selection to a drive mm and then everything crashed huh so i have the old images but all that effort which went into sorting analyzing oh okay sorting so all that time got okay. lost okay and oh. a lot of them were selected and edited and put in oh, a new yeah. folder and oh, anyway so but that's learning <laughs> and then my mac crashed. i won't go on to the scan <laughs> <laughs> and then the mac crashed after that so yeah all my apple machines have sort of crashed during the covid thing one by one by one so now i haven't shot since uh, since uh, yeah the lockdown ended okay except yeah earlier this month when i went to ranthapur oh which also i haven't shot uh, i mean i haven't got around to editing as yet mm. they're just sitting there so now i like to let them sit there because what happens is when you take a picture you actually take it in your head okay yeah of course you think that's what's on the camera as well right but uh, and this is a trick that somebody else taught me later saying that if you saw it in your head your capture mm. camera didn't capture it mm-hmm. so i want to get rid of the images in my head so i mm. can deal with the images on the camera right so what happens in motor sports is that there is the difference between a great picture and no picture mm. is a microsecond 
Right? Right. One wheel in the air is a great picture. All four on the ground, no picture. Mm. And unlike a lot of sports which are predictable, mm. motorsports is not. Mm. Uh, you can sort of, if you're doing track racing, mm. you, the cars go past you all mm. the time. So you have time to sort of get another one. Get your settings, you know what, behaving, there's an oil path somewhere, people are going. In rallying, it's not that. Mm. You don't have time. Mm. The best car is the first car to go. Mm. And there are many times, early morning at dawn, you don't know where the car is coming from. Mm. I mean, your placer has placed you. Mm. He says, oh, sorry, there's a car coming. Mm. And then you wait and you wait and suddenly you hear the noise and you're saying, yeah, all numbed up and the car comes from behind you. Mm. So never listen to a placer. Mm. Right. Keep a road book. Right. Get a GPS. Mm. So there is a lot of homework around. Right. Taking good pictures, and the more, right. the better your homework, the better your picture is going to be. Right. Luck still plays a huge. When you could be in one corner getting everything right, the sun is right, the light is right, the dust is right. Somewhere around the other corner, where there is a, a guy with a cell phone, the car decides to roll over. <laughs> Now you got all your fancy equipment, you don't have a picture. Right. He's got a cell phone, yeah. and he's got the picture. Right. So yeah. So, while you can put in the hard work, it's still a lot of luck. It's the same thing in wildlife. Mm. And unlike rallying, where you at least know approximately which direction the vehicle is coming from, mm. in wildlife, you don't know where it's coming from. Right. Absolutely. So, patience is the game. Yeah. So, you can sit around for four hours, just listen to leaves falling mm. and not get anything. Mm. Or you can turn around a corner and there's a leopard in the middle of the road looking at you. So, and you have to be prepared for that. So you, while you're physically drained and bored, you have to be alert because yeah. there might be a surprise. The edge is always there. Yeah. So there is a different level of excitement in wildlife that one of that surprise around the corner, mm. which is not so much there in motorsports. Yeah. This, this is almost like fishing. Yeah, so maybe it's me evolving mm. as a photographer. Maybe it's me evolving as a person. Maybe me just getting older. Yeah, of course, sure. Or Why maybe not? it's a combination of all of that. Yeah. But I'm still out there wanting to explore the next level. Which is? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Great. So for the longest time, I never used to take pictures of people. <laughs> really? Yeah. Till uh, 2017. I would never take pictures of people because... They move too much. Mm. Motorsports, the car is moving predictably. Mm. It's coming from A, it's going to B. Mm. People can turn around, go in any direction. Mm. You just might miss that right expression. Mm. You might find that they are very shy or get really upset. So it's, it's a genre I completely gave a pass. I said, I'm not going to waste my time. Mm. And my own family used to curse me out. Yeah, you photo leta hai, kabhi haan kaart deta hai, kabhi sar kaart deta hai, face ki leta nahi hai, jute ki le leta hai. Yeah. Because you know, I'm looking at light, right? Yeah. So it's a different story. Yeah. Till uh, it was my niece's wedding. Uh, yeah. As recently as December of 2017. Yeah. And I really like her. So I said, no, I'm going to give a shot, taking at least mood images. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so there was this party and I was carrying my camera. 
I would take pictures from far away, wide open. I thought great pictures. Mm. Or fuck it, you know, have another drink. Yeah. Big deal. I wasn't responsible. I wasn't getting paid for it. Yeah. And then at night I came back and I uploaded some of them. And the next day, the pro photographers had put one papu each behind my back. Mm. Follow this guy. This sounds like the Burger King thing. Yeah, so strange. So I would actually, you know, I got really tired and I'd leave my camera and say, Bhaiya, jara isko ke dekh lena, main abhi aata <laughs> Take another camera and take pictures. <laughs> yeah, but then like I said, uh, the difference was shooting as a so-called professional for that one year was really draining because there was this pressure of capturing images and delivering them to a certain time. Mm. As an amateur, that pressure is not on you. Mm. So you can sort of, you know, decide not to take images. Yeah. Sit around in a lounge chair, watch cars go past. Great. I mean, no, I'm doing it for enjoyment, not for money. Right. That's why I stopped shooting professionally. Oh, you stopped completely? Completely. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want that pressure. You're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen. Hi, this is Meher Mishra, and this is The Long Way Home. Listen, connect, ride on. What about motorcycling? What's, is it on your mind? Um, I think it's going the way of photography. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, after the Zundab, I bought an RD350. Mm-hmm. And I had that uh, for uh, about four years. Mm-hmm. And then I got married. Mm. But my wife refused to wear a helmet mm. because it messed up her hair. Yes. And uh, so I sold the bike. <laughs> yeah. So I it buy was that story. Either me riding alone yeah. or me driving with her. Yes. So because I was very uncomfortable after my various accidents. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I sold that. Long story short, biking forgotten till, uh, again, after we moved to Gurgaon, it was 2008. Yeah. I bought my first bullet. Really? How old were you then? Uh, 40? Or getting there. Okay. Yeah, or just short of 40. Yeah, just short of 40. Okay. So, first bullet, brand new. Mm. The last of the cast iron blocks. Okay. So... The sound, mm. which the new bullets don't have. Mm. The love affair with the bullet was short-lived. Why? Because uh, I don't think I'm truly a English bike mm. person. Mm. And all that Tesla full of parts story came back to me because every morning there'd be oil dripping. <laughs> I mean, no, half the time the bike won't start. Yeah. Or it would stuck in a gear. And it was supposed to be an electric start, which never worked. Mm. So I took it back uh, to the dealer and said, this electric start never works. He mm. says, So I said, you charged me for it. He said, no, 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 no. When you start it in the morning, you have to kickstart it. And huh. once the bike is warmed up, huh. you can switch it off and use the electric start once. Okay. So I said, yeah, you guys screwed me over. I mean, uh, Seriously. So then I had to learn from another old bullet rider the art of starting a bullet. Hmm. It's an art. Yes. No, not everybody can do it. Yeah. But then the, eventually the leaking oil and everything got hmm. to me and I sold it. Hmm. 
I sold it for a very good profit. Okay. Because it was the last, last of the, of the cast, cast iron. iron. So a guy, I bought it for 80 something and I sold it for 125 to a guy in Bombay. Wow. Because the diehard bullet guys wanted the cast iron block. Right. So the bullet went out the window. Then the KTM Duke came in. Mm. So I bought a KTM. I was one of the first 30 odd buyers. So I got one of the sort of original mm-hmm. bikes. You could see the difference in quality six months later. Right. Because the handlebars were hydroformed and the plastics were much better. Mm. So I had that for uh, yeah about a year. So I rode it around. Then what, I had to what sell kind it. of riding were you doing? Oh, just uh, up and down GFR. Mm. The Gurkhaan Faridabad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in town, just weekend stuff. Okay. Solo. All right. Okay, solo. Yeah. Why solo? Well, like photography, mm. motorcycling is best done alone. Okay. Because it allows you to sort of uh, be with yourself. And it sort of cleanses your mind. Hopefully, there's no oncoming traffic. So, but, but then deep down, you definitely have to be a real biker to enjoy solo. Um, is that true? I don't know. I was just doing... I don't know. I'm just, I'm just shooting. I, I, I believe... I think so. I, mean, I, I believe you wouldn't, you wouldn't last the end of the road, you know, if you, if you were not there because you wanted to be there. Yeah, true. Possibly true. I mean, because this group thing didn't work very long. I mean, I had, I was uh, another bunch of friends. I was the first one who went and bought a bullet. And we had all been that owners of that one RD350 at one point. <laughs> so they said, oh, Mir, you got a bullet. We also buy a bike. Uh, and Harley Davidson just come in. Yeah. So they both bought Harleys. They made more money. Yeah. And we decided to do a breakfast ride together down the Jaipur Highway and then through Tauru and then back through Sona or whatever. Okay. Never happened. <laughs> I mean, we reached sort of halfway, hit a traffic jam somewhere near McDonald's, <laughs> turned around and came back. And uh, these early Harleys uh, were not meant for Indian roads. Right. And uh, so they would get stuck over speed bumps. Mm. The, the saddle was barely an inch of foam. Mm. So they got... Uh, but, but oh, they had a lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah. You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. 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 Hi guys, I am uh, Dr. Arun Tereja, an ENT specialist uh, attached to Maharaja Agarsen Hospital, Punjabi Park. And I'll be your soundboard this week on Biker Radio Broadcast. So, coming to this sad pandemic again, the coronavirus. So, a piece of advice, I mean, you'll be hearing everything from everywhere, but the basics are, don't be panicky in this situation. And uh, the basic tips are obviously apart from your uh, sanitization repeatedly of your hand washing, and, uh, sprays, uh, masking and social distancing. The best thing is to have a single tablet of a combination of vitamin C and zinc once a day. Keep on having it for three to four weeks. And steam inhalation helps definitely, Uh, so five minutes a day is more than enough. And uh, that's it basically, so don't get scared. If you are asymptomatic, which means no symptoms, so these are the basic steps which will keep you safe from this pandemic. And obviously if you have some symptoms, then the medication is totally different that we can discuss later on. So all the very best, 
and this is from me dr tereja from group of daily super bikers wishing you all the very best you are listening to the biker radio soundboard to speed there thank you so much dr arun thareja is one of our country's senior doctors biker teamster i got him in the middle of a war zone to get him to share some advice for all of us you know this is a platform for advice so i thought why not ask the good doctor to chip in soundboard is a platform for expert advice and we're thrilled to have doc on this special edition of soundboard we're proud of our health workers who are in the midst of this maddening chakra view well doc fight on you're on the biker radio broadcast i'm shandy and back on the long way home interview with me is veteran photographer who managed to escape the motorcycling chakra view or so he thought Hi, this is Meher Mishra, and this is the long way home. Listen, connect, ride on. Did you stop biking some time back? Ah, uh, yeah. So the last time I rode a bike was when I went with Tegun and the Eagle Rider guys huh. to uh, Madhya Pradesh. Hmm. and uh, one of the guys had a uh, fall mm. and he hurt his back mm-hmm. but there was somebody had to ride a bike back so uh, that left me who was yeah. in the truck yeah so they asked me i said well last time i rode a bike was maybe 2011 yeah he said oh bhulte thodi hai come on yeah. go and get on board and uh, so i got on board it took me yeah, 100 meters maybe yeah and i was back and flying mm. Mm. and uh, then i remembered why i hated harley so much okay why is that oh their tractors they're so agricultural and badly finished <laughs> and loud and you know, everything shimmies and everything shakes and i don't know why people actually like harleys okay so i'm actually a more of a japanese bike okay person than uh, english mm. definitely not english mm. i mean i haven't seen the finer ones maybe the newer triumphs so and stuff have that adventure tourer is that your kind of you know in my mind i'm thinking what kind of a bike would me here be riding it's uh, it's strange it's actually quite strange because for the longest time i like my bikes on the road and my cars off road hmm so which is why wrc but track racing hmm so i used to follow uh, the world uh, motorbike championship 500 cc hmm. class hmm so Kenny Rogers used to ride for Yamaha. Mm. Then uh, Mick Doohan. Mm. Yes. Uh, so those guys were later in the 80s, early 90s. Mm. Mick Doohan and Wayne Gardner. Mm. So they used to have, and bike racing was more fun. There were more personalities. There was more competitiveness. Yeah. So somewhere down the line, I think I stopped. The chicks were crazier. Yeah. that too so i stopped seeing formula 1 after senna had that crash okay and shortly after that i stopped seeing uh, motorcycle races mm. so that was out uh, the other genre which is not really here but which really fascinates me is uh, time trails okay because that's a lot of talent yeah 
although they do the stadium version of it, which is quite crazy, hmm. but it's not the same thing as the one done in natural forest. Right. You know, the Montessas and it's not it's not really caught on here. Mm-hmm. Where are we going with motorcycling in India? Do you see anything uh, happening? Well, I see very fancy clothes drying racks uh, six weeks after people buy them, okay. uh, which is what happens to most of them. You know, a lot of my friends uh, suddenly started buying Harleys when they were in their 40s, early 50s. Yeah, They would gear up, buy all the fancy stuff, yeah. leathers, whatever, in this weather, I don't know why. Yeah. And they would do this, you know, for one month they do these rides and then after It's that, a midlife thing, probably. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But that's a toy. It gets started and then you kind of want to take it somewhere or not. Photography is pretty much the same, yeah. by the way. Because, you know, you buy more and more expensive gear. Yeah. But you're still shooting on freaking auto. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's the same thing with motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Men have toys and they just get more expensive. Yeah. True. Hi, this is Shivrat Singh and you're listening to the Biker Radio Broadcast. You're not looking at getting back into motorcycling? Not as yet? Um, not much as I would want to. I don't think uh, I can afford to. Why? Because it's just too much on the body? Uh, no, don't have the money. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, the true, that the makes true, two of us. <laughs> so the true <laughs> definition of afford. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd have, uh, yeah. Money needs to go elsewhere. Yeah. And then, yeah, two, maybe the body can't take it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I would love to ride. Mm. Maybe an adventure bike uh, this time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What, what is the... Uh, if you thought about it and, you know, you salivated over it for some time, which which is the ride that you would like to do? Open yourself to the world, I mean, any, anything. I would go down the desert, down the coast. Okay. I'm not a mountain person. Okay. So, uh, although my first visit to Manali, I sort of swore to myself, and this was uh, back in... 81, 82, mm. that I would buy myself a K100 BMW and come to Manali on a bike. Remember the K100 had just mm. come out, mm-hmm. flat four, touring, everything, all got forgotten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, there are a couple of bikes that I sort of really like. Glazing? The Katana. Ooh. The first Katana. Mm. Uh, the earlier Ninjas. Mm. The the motor goodsies. Mm. They were almost the bimotas. They were sort of cult bikes in their styling. So the, the designer me liked yes. a lot of that. It's quite apparent. Yeah. Mm. The newer the newer jet bikes pretty much all look the same. Mm. They're all trying to look like jet fighters and all bikes seem to be looking like one of these Terminator Dominator this know, meter, so it's, that it's all about uh, aerodynamics. Oh, come on. In India, aerodynamics. Well, that's the joke, right? <laughs> so, you know, you, you're not going to do more than 50, but uh, the bikes have been wind-tested in wind tunnels at 300 plus. Yeah. So, they yeah, sure, they're good, possibly good at 170 plus with that aero ship. Yeah. It's pointless. I mean, you know, it, it should look good standing still. I mean, that's where it's come down to. Yeah. 
I mean, the last bike that I saw that I really wanted to buy was uh, Yamaha had this really ugly, good-looking bike called the MT-01. Okay. I almost, almost, almost bought it. Okay. And then I didn't. Because uh, at some point, logic sort of starts taking over when you grow, with, with your hair turns gray, mm. your head starts to overtake mm. the heart. Mm. And I said, uh, it's a great bike, looks nice. Looks nice or was it iconoclast? It's everything. It was a bit of everything. Mm. I mean, it sounded nice, looked nice, it was different. Mm. But then I said, who's going to maintain this thing? Mm. I mean, does Yamaha have support for this? Mm, yeah. So no, and it was 13, 14 lakhs. So it was at that <laughs> point of time. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 was, I had just bought a car. Right. I used to have a, a Skoda RS, which cost the same. Yeah. I said, well, you know. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And uh, I think there are still a few lying around because hardly anybody bought them. Okay. So there might be a few still up for sale, but now with this 15-year law, is pointless. Oh, my God. And then I I believe they've come out with another version of it called the MT-06 or 5 or 3. Or mm-hmm. I've seen some pictures of it, but it's it sort of stands apart mm. the way it's designed. I mean, unlike road bikes, which pretty much all look identical. Mm. Some of these naked cruisers have personality. Right, obviously. You know, like this, I just saw this big BMW bike that came out. Okay. Uh, with an 1800cc engine, or okay. what is it? <laughs> Some 23 lakhs. I saw it in Cyber City the other day, and I saw it from the back, so I didn't identify it. Okay. And it looked like these two massive trumpets, and the rear mm. wheel was as wide as the mm. tires on my car. And I said, mm. what the hell is this? Probably because we're getting into four-laning of the country. <laughs> Pointless. <laughs> So, yeah, people are buying. People obviously have a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. we were growing up, there were two bikes, maybe three, yeah. four. That was it. Yeah. Same thing with cars. Yeah. Meher Mishra, thank you so much for being on the Biker Radio Artcast on the long way home. I wish you all the best for the road ahead. Thank you very much, sir. It was a pleasure being with you and having this incredible chat. Best luck. Thank you so much. Well, that's it from the arc lights of the Biker Radio Broadcast with Mihir Mishra on this 68th edition on the long way home. Tons of thank yous to go around Candida, Harshman, Osef and Veer. Thank you and best of luck for the cruising legends on MX. Wing Commander Rahul Koka Rao for the My Way, Dr. Arun Thareja for the soundboard. This is Shandy signing off, hoping nothing but fresh air for your lungs. This is a special bullet flute medley by a biker and flautist. Lucky Nandan Lahun, be good. And if you can't be good, be careful. Yo, bro, happy Putandi or Puttu Varudam. I don't know how it is pronounced. If you can help me, how do I pronounce this? 
Puthuvarudam. Obviously, I have got it all wrong. Puthuvarudam. 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 Or Puthandi. Which one is it? But anyway, Happy New Year. Uh, sorry, I missed it. Uh, but here's wishing you all the best for the road ahead, buddy. Take care. And please, Sunauna. That's Tamil Puthandi Vartikal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, right? Tamil Puttandu Vatikal. Whoa, that's right. I guess this becomes jingle. <laughs>